into a story. Yeah. Well, my, my thing is I get excited. I jump to the net. Like, that's the hard thing. I get excited about the, the part of the story I want to tell. Yeah. And I, I get too lazy to do the, the I get too lazy about the, uh, the rest of it. Yeah. The beginning. The setup. <laughs> right. You know, like. You don't have the patience for it. Well, yeah, that, that's my ADD kicking in. <laughs> you know? All right. Well, we're here today with the ice man. We're here today in his house. I really appreciate you making the time for us today. Um, you know, you're when I started to talk to some people and, and tell them that I was having Chuck Liddell on the podcast, they were just flipping out. And it made me just kind of think back to some of your fights from back in the day. And it also made me recognize I, I've already kind of knew this, but I was like, man, Chuck is like legitimately like everyone's favorite. It's like a con it's a consensus across the board. I mean, I'm sure you probably have a couple guys you knocked out that don't, don't like you very much, but in general, people are like, man, I it, it it brought back memories for them. Some people even like got chills. They were like so moved by, you know, me just mentioning your name to like, I remember when he did this, I remember when he did that. Is some of this kind of weird to you? Like, how did this how did this all come to be? I mean, just a kid that grows up that maybe liking fighting more than the next guy, and then now here we are. You know, it was it's really really is kind of strange how it all happened. Um, for me, I started. You know, back in high school, I asked, actually used to say make this the comment. You know, the thing that really sucks is I can't make a living doing what I'm best at. And that was street fighting. I was, I mean, I, was, I fought all the time. I was, yeah. I, no, I wasn't a bully. I wasn't mean. I mean, if you don't want to fight me, you didn't have to. Were you angry? I wasn't angry either. I just liked to fight. I liked the competition of it. I, I was doing martial arts. I was, um, I did martial arts since I was 12, wrestled since I was 14. And, you know, I didn't like, actually, I really didn't like bullies. I, I go to guys that want to fight a guy and they get in a guy's face and the guy's right. trying to walk away and they're still trying to fight him. And I just step in the middle and go, hey, he doesn't want to fight you, but I will. And they're, oh man, I ain't got no problem with you. I say, like, eh, yeah, you kind of do, you know. Yeah, you got a problem uh, with now, him. You got a problem, yeah, with, yeah, me, you got a problem yeah. with him. And now, now you got one with me because, uh, <laughs> right. and and you know, he still had the option to back out. But right. you know, when I when I turned about twenty two, twenty three, I kind of figured I figured out I I really wasn't giving you many outs. <laughs> you know what I mean other than putting your tail between your legs and crawling out the door, looking like the biggest, right? Uh, <laughs> I <got> uh, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so. I, at that point I, in my life, I actually started giving guys a lot more outs. Mm. <laughs> you know, it was just a little better. It just wasn't worth the hassle anymore. But back to back to the fighting. Uh, yeah. You know, I was doing I, you know, I doing martial arts, and I did I did, I did martial the arts. First martial art that you koi kan karate do. It's my first one. Um, I just got kind of got lucky with that too. We were walking down. I, I begged my mom to let me join martial That's arts. Cool. And been watching. I was watching Kung Fu Theater, and they had those demonstrations in between, like the commercials. And I was like, "Man, that's cool! I want to learn that." You know, and, and I was like everyone else. I thought there were some magic tricks I was going to learn and, and turn into a complete badass. I remember those old uh, karate magazines back in the day with the Chinese stars in it and all that stuff. Oh yeah, I, I had every one of those. <laughs> yeah, I had all the that stuff. Chucks and all that. Shit. The Master Ninja. Remember that, yeah. that show, The Master? Yeah, where the guy it, kicks the, every Friday. The, uh, he kicks the uh, the roof and the whole roof caves in in the house. I remember that in the beginning of the show. <laughs> but um, yeah, I you know so I was going do, doing the martial arts all the time, uh, and I, I actually we were, when we were walking to go. She's taking me to this school. We went by this. This actually we went by a Kempo school, which is kind of interesting because I ended up in Kempo. But um, a Kempo school. We went by there twice, and it was closed during open hours. 
So my mom was like, my mom got fresh out when I go in there. And on the way back, we just walked by this. There's this little dojo. I was walking back home and it was, you know, we walked in and uh, traditional Japanese karate dojo and my mom liked it and I wound up going there and, and it turned out great because there's a bunch of guys. He had a bunch of tough, like blue collar, just brawlers that liked to yeah. like the fight. We like, we had a bunch of, we had a group of about, you know, 40 guys that would like, that liked the fight. Well, we get in there and we just get in and, and go out. A lot of times with martial arts, what they'll teach you, you know, they'll say, well, now that you know, now that you've like, you know, mastered something now that you learned a skill, uh, now we're going to use this for good and not, well, yeah, <laughs> and that, not to and beat that, the crap but out that, of people. But that, and that's, still what you're looking for we right. you know you, you you're training to get internal peace and prosperity is what kind of what we're looking for and i don't think people recognize that with weightlifting with weight training that's you're, you're training for the same thing i think it's kind of a lost it's a lost thing that i think is uh i appreciate that from martial arts i think it's cool yeah and and for me that was always and it, it is i i did figure out i had a hand surgery because i had a freak accident with some glass and cut my thing i had i wasn't able to hit a bag for a year and I was I was on edge. I mean, I got a little bit I got a little bit edgy right. that year, and I couldn't figure out why. And I, I finally, when I got back to being allowed to hit a bag, I'm like, "Hey, this is what I was missing. You know, this is what mellows me out. I keep you're me, meant to do. You know, I need I need something. I need a release. I need to be you know time away from everything. And, you know, for me, like going into the gym and going into uh, you know, hitting the bag, even hitting the bag, or especially sparring or, or doing jujitsu, you know, wrestling. Um, all those things allow me to shut down. You know, I'm not, mm. otherwise my brain's running a mile, mile, mile a minute. You know, right. um, and it's going, going all the time. And it's a time to shut down and, you know, it just lets me just concentrate on one thing and relax. And it makes me, it, it, it just calms me down. What, uh, what year was it when you got into some martial arts? Um, what year? Uh, I was 12 years old. So, um, that would make it what? Eighty one, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, nineteen eighty one is light years behind uh, when somebody started. I mean, people have been talking about the debate forever. Oh, what would happen if you got a wrestler in there with a boxer? You know, what would happen if Mike Tyson fought this collegiate guy, or what would happen if this jujitsu practitioner? People didn't even really know what jujitsu was. Right. What would happen if this martial art was paired? What if uh, you know Bruce Lee went against Muhammad Ali or something like that? You know, they, the people weren't really talking about that yet at that point, right? Right. No, they, they weren't. It, it was. It, well, they always talked about that a little bit. A, a little it's always bit. Made, but it was there was. But there was no place the, to do it. The there was UFC no place to actually the, have the it first happen. UFC is in '93. So I mean, I was uh, I was in. I had done a key jujitsu in, in college. I did. We actually did a, with throws, and we did mm-hmm. some judo and some in my in my karate style, my original karate style, koi Khan, karate do. We did, did you happen to have really good coaches right from the beginning? Some um, of the people that you ran into were they? I I, I well, my my grandpa was the first one to teach me how to fight. Really, <laughs> he taught me how to, taught me how to street fight when I was a kid. Um, when I was young, really young, and then just, uh, just like, the, just, and then he had we had boxing gloves. Me and my brothers okay. boxed in the back backyard. Yeah, I was. He I was wanted you like know how to protect yourself. Yeah, he wanted to know how to protect ourselves, myself, and uh, that's awesome. Um, and then we we went on. I went on to start doing the karate. Yeah, but I think I had a, a great group of guys and a great a great uh, the, the just their the mentality in there. And, and then you know I wasn't and I but it was also my hunger to learn uh, fighting because I. They, we had a, you know, it's a closed system. It's kind of like they have that kind of where you, you don't go 
learn other other styles because your style is the best. It's that old uh, school style, you. like just train here, just train here. Right. Can't do their stuff. That'll make that'll dilute your 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 style, and that won't make you make you worse. Right. I, I didn't buy into that, and so I used to go down to. There's a kung fu school that had open sparring night on Friday nights. And people just from anywhere could come in and spar. And so I used to go there and I, I learned a lot there because, you know, the first time you go in there, you had a bunch of guys coming at you at different ways. You know, they got a different style. They come at you, you know, it, it looks different when the first, if you've, all you've been doing your whole life is doing the straight karate type fighting, then all of a sudden it's all the guys coming in these weird different ways. Right. And, and that's really what you need well, to be prepared for. that became your trademark. Those, you know, those bombs that you'd throw. Yeah. They're and, unorthodox. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing I, th I throw from a lot of angles. People think, oh, he's throwing these wild punches. I'm not throwing anything wild. I got, I got great from accuracy. From a boxing great... perspective, they would look wild. You know right. what I mean? But yes, in, of course. In MMA setting. But I'm, but I'm and I'm, I'm, I'm accurate and I'm, I throw them for, for the purpose. I'm setting you up. <laughs> I, I do it for. Certainly look like I, they're for, for purpose. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm setting you up. I'm, you know, I, I thought it was funny when I. Oh, the second time I fought Jeremy Horn afterwards, he said, he said, man, I didn't know you had a, I didn't know you had a straight, right? That drops with a straight right. <laughs> he was all prepared for me to throw all these looping punches. And right. Well, so he was ready. He was all prepared for it. So, Hey, right down the middle was open. Yeah. He was ready for a big, a big, uh, big haymaker. <laughs> yeah. But he's ready for all that. And it opened up that. So, and if, if I'm throwing these, if you're not, if you're blocking these, I'm like, I'll shoot it straight down the middle. It works. Right. You know, but it, and that's kind of what I always did. I was always throwing, it's difficult to fight a guy that throws from a lot of angles. Yeah. I mean, they say that it's often said you can't stop crazy. You know, if someone's, someone's just wild and they don't run out of energy. It's like, what the hell do you do? <laughs> that's when your form and technique and your conditioning and your training can kind of come in handy when you do fight someone crazy, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when did, uh, so like, when did the, uh, ultimate fighting, not just UFC, but when did MMA start to kind of mold? Because it sounds like you were sort of almost dabbling in it by going to some different places. I know there's like, there's Pat Militich and a few others who are kind of recognized as ones that kind of start coaching it. Once UFC came here, the uh, Ultimate Fighting Championship in 93, and then everyone figured out, hey, what's the, what's this jujitsu stuff? You got to learn it. And I think, and yeah, I think in the beginning, at up. first, at first it started out with just the guys. It was this style versus that style. This style, you know, everyone and there was people. Oh, my style is the best. But the guys that started becoming great were the guys that went, hey, I need to learn how to put all these things together. And that was one of the neat things about starting out in this sport back then was we were all learning how to train. Yeah. How to learning how to how to how it's to learn amazing this. to watch that time. I've seen every UFC there is, and it was really cool to watch the evolution of the sport. Yeah, I mean, and for me, I came in with with I actually came in with a with an advantage because I most guys okay, you had wrestling, you had jujitsu, and you had striking. Okay, and most guys came in with one. Most of the guys who were really good at that time would come in with one of those three that they're really good at and had to learn the other two. Well, I came in with two. And I had to learn one. And so I, I came in with the wrestling. I had wrestling back. I wrestled in college. I was a decent wrestler. Um, I came in with striking. And I just had to learn how to do jujitsu. So, um, which became probably the most fun for me to train. Like, I, I, I enjoy training in jujitsu probably more than anything now. But, uh, but it, it is, but put, putting all three together was, 
we were trying to learn how to train. Like, cause when we first started sparring, we'd spar, you know, I'd spar like I'm kickboxing. Right. And then I'd wrestle like I'm wrestling. So you have your stances <laughs> yeah. in between. There's two different stances. So we had to learn that you gotta, okay, I gotta wrestle the way I, I strike. And when I'm striking, I gotta still stand like the guy can wrestle. So we actually made, finally, we got around to it. We're like, okay, anybody can shoot a double. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. You know, anybody can shoot. You can shoot. I remember you sparring. had a really wide stance. So did Randy Couture, a very wide, a very wide base, very wide stance. Yeah. Well, two things. That's a block. For me, that wide base was is to block leg kicks and to stop shots. Um, for me, it was, it, that's what I, the way I could counter those things the best. Right. So, um, you know, I, I can't, you can't really stand. If you stand, I always tell people, if you come in and stand box, in boxing stance, uh, traditional boxing stance, you're not, you're going to last about one round. Mm. <laughs> or after, at the end of one round, you're, you're going to have a hard time standing up. You're going to get your legs kicked Yeah, because right? I'll, I'll kick the hell out of your leg, and you're not, you can't block it that way. You're not going to block it in time. Right. Um, I mean, I look at the last, um, uh, your Romero. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Absolutely. I, I mean, I I couldn't believe that after he got he got he got dropped by that that he wobbled in the fir first round, right. and then uh, I was waiting for that kick to come the second round, and it didn't never came all second round. I, I found out afterwards. I guess he'd hurt his leg real bad. Yeah, that's why I wasn't throwing it because I was I was going crazy. Like you dropped him with a leg. Kick. I mean, how are you not just kicking that leg? If I drop someone like that. I, my hand, I turned into a tie fighter. I put my hands up right. high and just start kicking. I, I mean, because he was he was done. Is it uh, hard for you to go to the fights in some way? Because you want to you want to get in that ring? No, it's that, that makes it fun. I always want to get. And I, I don't know if you ever see me watch a fight. People think I'm nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they put the camera on you. <laughs> like I, I get into You're it. Air, air fighting. <laughs> uh, I, I, I I just I'm trying to help them. Like, I need to. Yeah. I go to you know it gets it gets especially if I I know the guy's fighting. I mean. I, yeah, that that always helps. So you know, a lot of the guys I have, yeah. I'm friends with, or uh, you know, or I either like or don't like, which can make it make a difference when I'm watching a fight. Right. But um, but even even other than that, like if I don't know the guys, it's kind of funny because you'll be seeing me cheering for the different guy at different times. Yeah. Just because I, I want a good fight, I just want to okay, yeah. get out of that, go yeah. go you more more, oh, go that way, okay, no, go that way. I'm kind of rooting for switching. rooting so, for both of them. I'm almost. just working rooting for action. Yeah, <laughs> rooting for guys trying to finish fights. When the UFC first started to come around, what was your first? What was the first time you became aware of it? How did you become aware? Well, I was of a, UFC? I was a mar I was a martial artist, and we were you know all into and I, we watched UFC one. Someone said it was like, coming on. And was, oh yeah, let's go check That's it out. Where that big sumo wrestler gets kicked in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, and like I remember one. I don't know if it was one or two when Ken Shamrock uh, leg locked the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. and. My buddy said, "Man, what that, what was that? That's nothing." It I looks said, like I bullshit, said, kind of. I said, "You know what? Come here. I can figure this out. Come over here. <laughs> Let me see that. Okay, hold on. Oh, oh okay. How? How? And I didn't barely even knew how to do it. Right. Just watching what they did. But uh, actually, when you look back at it, though, it's like those guys back then barely knew how to do leg locks. Yeah." You know what I mean? Like, but no one knew how to counter him. I remember uh, Tank Abbott, you know, he was used to say it's not real fighting, you know, and then, yeah, but, but he would get caught in a hold all the time. But, 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 they, but like, like if I look back at those guys and the, the, the leg locks that they were using back then and that were working back then, they wouldn't work against anybody now. Yeah. Because people, well, people know how to counter them. They got better. Um, it's just, but guys yeah, like. Sports moved a lot. I remember when, uh, I remember uh, I was um, in at Pride when uh, I was, Randleman and Coleman were 
warming up the day before the, the, the fight. Beasts. But they were just yeah, and then but they but they just one of those guys that didn't never really kind of learn the other side of it. They never learned the jujitsu. Never and great guys. And I was back there, and I remember they didn't have a strategy for the fight. Mm-hmm. They're asking, "Well, how do you think I should fight this guy?" And he was fighting Crow Cop, and I'm actually saying, <laughs> I, "I told him I'm like I'm a random man. Uh, okay, just do me a favor when you're fighting all the way in or all the way out." Don't stand in that neutral zone where he can kick you. You're not <laughs> right. going to be happy at the end of the day. So you rush all the way in or get all the way the hell away from him. One of the two. Just do that the rest of the fight. And he went in and he actually knocked him out. Yeah. He got clubbed him with that. Uh, it was just kind of, it was, it was funny. I actually, I cornered him for that fight. Um, but uh, but Coleman, then Coleman was fighting, uh, I think he was fighting Fedor, if I remember correctly. And he was asking me how to defend a leg lock. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, I had a heel hook. I'm okay, I'll show you. Um, okay, okay, put me in the heel hook. And he looked at me like I just asked him to do, uh, you know, a, applied mathematics. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I was like, uh, how, how, you've been in this sport, how long, how do you not know how to do a heel hook? I mean, it's like, you're a wrestler, right. you've been in the sport this long, how have you not taken the time to learn a heel hook? You know, like, because it, for me, I, I, I learned most of the jujitsu. You know, I had to do a crash course when we first started fighting. Yeah. So I, I was learning, and that's, I learned how to defend everything. But I, but to learn how to defend something, you have to learn how to do it. You right. Know? Like so, I have to understand what because I need to understand what you're trying to get from me. You're right. Yeah. So I need to I need to understand where what what you need to get your move to work right. to understand how I should get out of it and what what to yeah, watch for. Even the little bit that I've done. I'm like, oh, I got you in this hold. Like, I don't even know why I got you in. You know, if you're walking me through it, I'm like, oh shit, okay, there's an armbar. <laughs> yeah, but at, at the same thing, I used to get asked all the time how how to stop a takedown. Um, there's no simple answer. Like, move out of the fucking way. No, well, it's no, there, but there's no simple answer. I mean, it's how do you stop a, a single leg? Well, there's it depends on what they're doing. A and good, I mean, a good college wrestler is going is going to flow between the transition between different moves and go, you know, they'll start here. If you counter that way, they'll go this way. Right. Then you counter that way, they'll go that way. Um, so you have to learn what they're trying to get. What, what do they need? What do I got to, what do they, they want? Because if you just stop them from getting what they want, then kind of, kind of is a good way to figure out how to counter something. Hey, you neutralize them. Yeah. So, but, uh, but it was baffling to me back then, like the guy, and those was like kind of the example, like the, the guys that they did great because they're sheer, uh, beast and they they fought hard they're tough guys that documentary was amazing smashing yeah. machine yeah yeah that's like one of my they're, favorites and they're they're just tough a mean yeah and and you know all hard who's all the balls. meanest guy you've been around all, all 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 balls um is there anybody you've been around that's just flat out just they're just kind of always mean like even when they're training like just um you know i i haven't dealt with too many guys like that I, but i have i know quite a few guys that are just like um on and off you know, right. Actually, uh, Glover was talking about uh, Hector Lombard. He has a reputation for being sparring real hard. Yeah. But he actually said, "That's he, not he really said, being mean necessarily." He, said, he, he just man. said, "He just he just said, you know, just you know when you're going to go spar with him, just you know you're going in for a fight." <laughs> right. He's all, I, I it actually he said I actually hate the guys that come in and say they want to go light, and then they hit you hard, <laughs> and then oh right. and then you start hitting them hard back. They oh wait no I thought we were going light. 
Well, he yeah. wanted us to go light. Which go one? light. <laughs> yeah, which one was it? Which one was it? He actually, I, he's all, at least with Hector, he said, you know, you know what you're getting into. Right. He's going and fight. You be you ready think, for a fight. Uh, you think some guys have a tendency to get a little too technical sometimes and just flat out forget that they're in a fight? I, 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 I there's, if you want to act scenarios, there's people have done everything. I mean, yeah. I think sometimes, sometimes you overthink things. Sometimes you don't, you know, I think when I got, Jeremy Horn got me with that arm triangle, one, I didn't know what it was back then. I right. just learned jujitsu. But two, I, if there wasn't 10 seconds left, I would have got out. Because when you first started cinching it up, I looked up and there was only 10 seconds left. I said, no reason to struggle out. I'll just wait for the bell. They always yeah, did overtime, man. You yeah. always did an overtime. So I right. might as well just breathe. I'll just leave it right here. You know? I still think I didn't go out before the bell, but that's another that's another story. <laughs> right. Because John John goes, oh, well, you went out before the bell. Well, then why didn't you stop it before before the bell? Right. You didn't move till after the bell hit. You didn't move to stop it till after the bell. So if I what, went out, what is that? if you saw me out, right. not that it matters. I mean, I still technically, I don't think they, I would have been able to do that overtime, but right. but it's still. What has uh, some losses like that done for you? Because that was pretty, early, that was early on in the UFC. Oh, yeah. It, it just, hey, man, it just it was a learning curve. I knew I knew I did well, but I, I, I got caught in something. It's just something I... I would, like I said, I was still on my crash course to learn in jiu-jitsu and you find right. a guy that's got really slick submissions. Yeah, submission, he was amazing. Yeah, I was slick submissions and I got I got caught. But that was one of the things I learned from that. From that, I learned, don't get too comfortable anywhere. If you don't know it, what the, when you don't know what they got, get out. Yeah, scramble. Keep moving, scramble and get out. Like, I, and I've, I've said that about getting off the bottom. One of my biggest thing, biggest pet peeves for guys to get taken down is that, that moment where they get taken down and they go, oh, <laughs> okay now you let him get sat on top of you i mean the time to get the time to get up is right right when he takes you down yeah go now you don't stop until you get in a better position that's what i'm always most impressed with is how quick they do that how quick they get yeah, up well, off the it, mat well that that's the time yeah. because once the guy gets settled on you and tight and, and a good jujitsu guy good guy good control guy on top it's a lot of work to get him off you it's a lot of work to, i mean you need space and you have to create space. Now you got to wait for them to kind of give you a chance to move and get some space. Right. So, or you have to spend a lot of energy to create that space. Right. When the UFC came around, were you just kind of like licking your chops? You're like, Oh, this is amazing. Or were you already in pride at the time? No, uh, you, you, UFC when, when UFC was, um, going, when, 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 when it first started, you know, we were like, man, I, this would be good for me. Everyone, all my friends, oh, you should do that. You know, like. Did you already know Dana White at the time? No, 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 no. Okay. They, they, he wasn't, he wasn't involved in it till, um, till, what is it, UFC, I mean. Till, like, or something, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe later than that, too. I don't know when he, I don't know when he got in, because I, he, he was managing me, that wasn't, I think he started managing me in 99. How'd you meet him? Um, guy, Wayne Harriman, a uh, guy that we, a mutual friend in uh, in Vegas. Um, actually, uh, Tito was managing, being managed by right. Dana at the time, and 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 Wayne told Dana, "Man, you, you got this guy. You, you, should, you should watch Chuck fight, man. You gotta you gotta get you gotta get Chuck. You manage yeah. Chuck." So he, Dana started managing me. That was before they. That's how I think they got the idea to uh, to start to buy right. the, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yeah, they they started. Uh, he started managing a few guys like you, and then he started getting a little bit more into it, right? And then they 
started to expand. I think they kind of saw that they were the things they were doing wrong and thought they could make they make a big sport out of it. Right. The first UFC fight that you were involved in is that the one that was like it was it was like supposed to happen in like Wisconsin and then it got canceled. No, that was that was that one. Mine was uh, UFC seventeen. My lot was uh was the first one. Was the first one. Who'd you fight? Uh, Noe Hernandez. What was that experience like? Oh, it was interesting because. So I'll, I'll back up because you were asking about yeah. how I got into the UFC. So yeah. um, we t- I talked about it for a long time about, oh, man, I should be in this. And you heard all the stories from people about, oh, I, my buddy went to the went to the tryouts, but he's hurting people too bad, so he didn't get in. And I go, oh, really? Um, but, he's too tough but there was no, everyone's t- Everyone <laughs> always talked about these uh, these tryouts. Right. And there was no, like, there was no tryouts back then. Was, that was, yeah. it, was a, it was all BS. But, but and I actually, uh, my buddy Lorenzo Neal was always on me. So the football player, yeah, football player, his buddy of mine. He, oh my he, god, he wrestling. I, was a, I love the wrestling fighter, a fighter, and uh, he um, he's be like, man, you should fight in the UFC. I'll, I'll, I'll sponsor you. You gotta, you gotta. How do we, how do we get you in there? Because you, man, you'd you'd be crazy. It'd be great. And he's uh, so always trying to get me in there, and he actually wound up. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. He came out and helped me spar one time. I'll tell that story later. But, <laughs> but it was, Lorenzo Neal, Hall of Fame football player. I, well, I, if he's not in the Hall of Fame, he needs to be. Yeah, for sure. He's amazing. Uh, he's a, he's a, one of the best fullbacks of all time. Absolutely. But uh, you know, so we've been talking about trying to get in, do, trying to do do that for forever. And then when I finally, so I finally got a shot. Like I, I was asked, "Well, should I get back? To, I'll go. I'll start. I don't know. You say you're, a lot of these people don't have to know my history. So why don't we go all the way back and I'll walk you through from how I got into kickboxing into and how that kind of stay on the mic there. A little oh, bit. sorry. That's I'll. I'll walk back all the way back to where I got into kickboxing, go through how I got into MMA, and and it, it's and then I'll, that'll that'll it. lead right into where that story that, that what my first experience in the in the UFC. So, Alfie Alcaraz, a friend of mine, wrestled in college with me, and while he was wrestling in college, he wanted to learn how to kick. He had boxed a little bit when he was younger. Well, they had a kick, so I was showing him kicks all the time at, at wrestling practice. We were working out all the time. And then when he when he left and went home to Vegas, he was looking for a you know, karate school. He wanted to keep doing karate and learning it. And he ended up meeting up with uh, Nick Blomgren, uh, one kick, and and started coaching him. And he started fighting. So he was fighting kickboxing. He was a kickboxing champion, um, lightweight. Uh, well, I think 125s, I think. He actually fought in the UFC. He got a split, lost a split decision to Jens Pulver, but a tough, tough kid. Um, but he, so anyway, so I'm going out to watch him fight in Vegas, and Nick goes, um, Nick comes up to me. I'm at the weigh-ins, and Nick comes up to me. He goes, "I, hey, uh, Alfie says you're pretty tough. You want to fight?" I said, "Sure, why not?" Uh, okay, so he goes to get me weigh. So I'm getting weighing in. <laughs> and I got, I went in for a fight. His heavyweight, his, the heavyweight main event had fallen out. So he, he needed a replacement. So I, I got on there. And the, the guy, the guy was, he was going to have me fight. was 15-0 and 0 or 15-1. and 1. And uh, the commission asked me, guy asked me, so what's your record? I'm like, oh, I've never fought before. And he just kind of goes, looked at Nick and goes, uh, no. <laughs> He's not fighting. You're not doing that. And so he says, hey, they're not going to let it happen. So, you know what, but why don't you go home and and train and then come back in my next fight, I'll put you on there if you want to do it. I said, sure, sounds good. So weird, 
weird coincidence. I just met, so I, the week before, my old karate school had called me and asked me to come in because they had some outside black belt coming in to spar and they needed someone. To, and I wasn't training there anymore, but but they wanted someone to spar with them and they didn't have anybody to spar with them that they were confident would be tough <laughs> or would beat them. Um, so I show up and, and we're sparring. We're doing like wall sparring and some other point sparring and and you know and it's all gone. He leave, he gives me his card and he leaves. I say, hey man, thanks for everything. And he leave, gives me his card and he leaves. And they're all in the in the office. Oh man, you kicked his ass and this and that. And I'm going. I don't know what fight you guys are watching, but uh, I, I don't I don't I didn't get that same feeling. <laughs> but uh, but all right. So I went. So I'm. I go out to Vegas and, and do the thing with the weigh-ins, and I come back. I'm on the way back. I'm like, man, his card said world, world, kickboxing world champion. I'm like, you know, maybe I'll, I'll go see if he wants to train. So I called him. He said, so I come up to John's house. John called, John Hackman is the guy. He calls me up. I come to his house to go sparring and uh, go go train. And we go up, and he, he's he got Jesus Sanchez is there. It's a karate instructor down there, and he's there, to, he's there watching, and – me and John, John, I'll just put these boxing gloves on. We'll just spar, one of the sparring. So I've never boxed straight box in my life at this point. You know, I just, I'd always done karate. I'd always been able to kick and punch. Right. Now, so we go in there to spar, and John hands me, John uh, was a pro boxer, pro kickboxer, had over 200 amateur <laughs> boxing matches um, in the Army and I, I, wherever else. Yeah, right. He handed me a beating <laughs> for 19 straight minutes. <laughs> I, unofficially, or uh, the Jesus Sanchez was the guy that cut it. He said, hey, man, come on, guys. Can we just stop? I think he, stopped. I think he was tired of seeing me get hit. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, I was tough, and I kept coming, and I didn't go down, which, which is a lot considering John. Right. I watched, I've watched him spar a lot of guys since then. Almost every single one of them hit the floor. <laughs> I mean, he's he's got one great. Yeah. And uh, you were with him like your whole career. Yeah. Well, then you know, then we went. We did right that day. I was I drove drove up on a motorcycle and it started raining while we were up there. I was sparring. So I came down. And I'm like, okay, it's gonna suck, but all right, <laughs> gonna go home. So I, got, I was gonna go to get on my motorcycle. I was like, hey man, you coming back tomorrow? Yeah, I'll come back tomorrow. Uh, all right, here throws me his keys to his truck, brand new, brand new lifted truck. Uh, and I'm like, no, nah, man, it's cool. It's like, no, no, push your push your bike in the motor, push your bike in the garage. And uh, I'll uh, and, and just take my truck. You're coming wow. back tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'll be here. And, so, and then the wound up, I think, I think it was there for, I think it was probably about, before he opened the gym and we started having gym and going to other places, I think it was at his house six or seven days a week for about uh, um, seven years or so. Before it like every successful away. person has a story like that where somebody... <laughs> For some reason, at a certain point in their life, was looking out, looking out for them. Like you were just, oh, yeah, you were just working man. hard. You just had your head down, and for some reason, he just came along and just was able to give you a little boost. Yeah, and then when I came in there, and we went in, and you know, he had, he'd always have rice and beans, uh, chili and, and rice up there. Come in early, sit down, eat food, and watch, watch uh, Dream On. The Dream On was that the show on HBO? Yeah. He's always had that. We'd, we'd be sitting there. I was supposed to be training. The guy would have all the flashbacks yeah, of yeah. other TV shows. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. No, we'd have to do. We'd be sitting there and it'd be like, uh, we'll, we'll train in a minute. Hold on, we're gonna watch. We'll just watch the rest of the show and then I right, get started. Okay, all right, John, we gotta go. Let's go. Let's, let's go work out. But That's uh, hilarious. it was great. It was great times, man. We had a good time out there. So from from that point. So so then from there, 
I was doing kickboxing for a while. And then fast forward to Nick's decides to do a mix, like a few mixed fights on his next kickboxing card. So he comes to me again. Nick, he's kind of funny. He goes, uh, uh, Chuck, um, Alfie says you used to wrestle. So, yeah, yeah. Is it, do you want to do a mixed fight? So I'm like, sure, why not? Let's say, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I'm fighting a jiu-jitsu guy. So I, I, went, I started training with uh, Scott Adams was doing some, some submission stuff. So we were working, trying to learn it. Both of us just trying to learn how to do it from places. We went, out to, went, out to, went down to Beverly Hills Jiu-Jitsu and took two classes. <laughs> took one from Marco Huas and one from uh, a layman, right. Mark Layman. And then um, those my first two submission classes. And then we went... Uh, and I, you know, went, me and him trained together when I went and fought this guy. Now, this guy didn't do much. I wound up, it was, by the time we got there, by the way, it started out with supposed to be open-hand strikes, like a pancreas, kind of like open-hand stri strikes. Right. By the time we got there, it was like open-hand slaps, like you, with this part of the this part right. of the hand, you couldn't even use your palm with a slap. But like, okay, I guess. I'm, we're, 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 we're like, we're already there. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, and then, and you couldn't strike on the ground. Once they hit the ground, you couldn't strike anymore because they're going to have the, open air strikes on the they couldn't do that now. It's just right. a submission game. So I I mean I really don't know what the guy's skill level was that I fought, but I mean I mean, he might have been a good jujitsu guy on the ground, but he never got to find out because he's you know he's one of those guys trying oh, okay. to come back like this and shoot and you're not gonna get it. He didn't but for me he didn't make it enough of an attempt to shoot at all. But I wound up kicking him in the face. You know, did one of those face plant yeah. knockouts. Deal. And a guy comes up to me, um on the side of the ring and goes, uh, hey man, you want to fight in the UFC? Yeah, I do. Sure. So, you know, about a month later, you know, I, I, I was going to go fight in UFC 17. Now, it was an alternate to the tournament. They had a, a four-man tournament, um, which I think Dan Henderson ended up winning. Tried to talk him out of it, but I'll explain that in a minute. <laughs> but anyway, so so we go, and I, but I'm the alternate to, to the I'm an alternate to the tournament. And I'm fighting Noe Hernandez. So I get there. I'm all excited. We get there, and they used to fly you in the day of weigh-ins. So you're flying on your day you're cutting weight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm cutting weight in the in the um, on the airplane, right? Which really you really love sitting next to me because I <laughs> I started the cut on my layover. Cause I had a short layover. So I put plastics on, started to cut. And so I'm still sitting my plastic sweating in the plane. You're sitting there sweating your ass <laughs> off. You got to get up and pee every five seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone, I, I don't know who you are, but whoever was sitting next to me, I'm sorry. It was a necessity. I had to do it. Sorry. Um, but uh, so that's when they, then we get there. And I get in, you know, I'm thinking I hit the big time. It's a big show. And I, mean, we only, I was getting a thousand dollars to show. But if I got into the tournament, they said, they, I think the number they gave me was five out of the last seven alternates were used. Mm -hmm. So if I got in the show, um, it was a 10, 10 grand for second. Like if I got in, I get at least another 10 grand. Yeah. If not, if I won, then I get 20. So which would have, for me at that point, would have been a lot of yeah, money. Like, holy fighting. shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but I get in there and we're going in the weigh-ins and the guy, and they, I couldn't, and it is the bathroom scale they're using. I was like, I'm from wrestling. I, it's a bathroom scale. You know, the ones with a little, not like a digital bathroom scale. Yeah, I guess. A bathroom scale with the little, little bumpy thing. And I'm like, and I, I go, go get on, get, get make weight. And they go, um, no, he was two pounds over. Is that okay? And I just looked at him like, 
on that scale <laughs> yeah i'm a wrestler bro I, that's uh, that's guy. I could I could get him back on. I'll show him how to be on ways. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and, um, and lean to the side a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I got a few of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plenty. Of, I'm, I'm like, okay, but uh, it, but funny because I made that comment, right? So they, I I didn't know, know that uh, I was known as a kickboxer. And, uh, John Peretti was the matchmaker back then, and. He actually came in the back before the fight and said, "Hey man, if you want to come back, you better keep it. You should keep this. You better keep this fight on his, on your feet." I'm like, because he found out I was a wrestler and, he, mm. and I was fighting a boxer. They wanted they wanted a striking fight. Um, kid, and they, another thing too, the kid. I the only research I had on the kid was he had a good overhand right. I was so mad at myself. He hit me with it the first ten seconds of the fight. I was like, motherfucker. I'm oh, sorry, but uh, oh, that's fine. But, yeah, yeah. but but um, I was like, did I really? I knew that was coming. I I was, but you know, it probably helped me a little bit too because probably I heard his comment. He had two 10 second knockouts mm. before, and so, but it you know didn't didn't phase me at all. But it just blew, blew up my eye a little bit, not even a little bit. I had a huge knot, but uh, but yeah. But then I went on and you know, I won that fight, and uh, and I went and went back into the. For, Dan was back there, and he, he got a lot, hit real hard leg kicks in the mm. first first round of the fight, first round of uh, the tournament. And so I'm, and I'm sitting there, and he asked me, his, "Hey man, you kickbox? You kickbox? Is this is this okay? Is this what should I do?" I'm like, you know, I I really think you should uh, probably pull out. And just it's probably safer if you that just does not look good. It's it just not like yeah, no, I wouldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Dan, I mean, it's just not safe. I mean, it's, you could really not get hurt. Not, not a smart move. You probably come just, back another day. Come back another day. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it didn't work. So, uh, so he went back in. He won. He won. Man, he's, yeah, he's, he was, he's tough, man. He was unbelievable. Yeah. He, uh, you know, would just, he's just tough, man. He was I, that's, such a good wrestler. Because that's no fun to, to start a fight like that with a hurt leg like that. That's no fun. Yeah. Yeah. It looks. It looks brutal. So, what was your evolution to end up in uh, in Pride fighting and fighting in Japan? Well, actually, what happened was for for me being in Pride was I was a, a UFC and I had my contract was coming up with UFC, so I was kind of after this that fight with Randleman was my next mm -hmm. going to negotiate my next contract. Well, what happened was is I knocked him out in a minute eighteen, and Pride needed somebody right then, and they were negotiating. Was a they, son of a bitch, man, he could come flying out of the gate right away. So. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. you were able to catch him so quick. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it was yeah, it was. I caught him. You know, it was one of those things. Like, I worked on some stuff, and I knew 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 a little bit about his wrestling. I knew his, his jujitsu game, and I really wasn't that worried because I thought, you know, a lot of the stuff that I do uh, would throw him off, and I'd be able to get out. Right. Um, if he did take me down, but uh, that was the one thing that allowed they. If he hit, for me, being a heavy hitter, having heavy hands, and and you get someone worried about getting punched, they take that shot from a little bit further back. You know, if, if me and him wrestled, we wrestled the same time in college. Yeah. I mean, he was national champ and I was about 50-50. <laughs> I win some, lose some. Um, so uh, it was one of those things, like if we wrestled a wrestling match, you'd beat me. You'd right. take me down, no problem. But when you give me that extra space mm. and a cage and thing, thing, different things to use against him, right? Uh, you know, it was it was easy to. What was the it, biggest difference going from UFC to Pride? You know, like the I know the ring is different, so well, the, the rules the, are a little the, different. The ring's different. I, the, the rules didn't bother me much, I, but uh, different rules didn't bother me much. Um, 
and I, I like, and I, I was comfortable with a with a ring too because I yeah. kickboxed for five years. You know, I've been in, I fought in a ring a bunch of times. Was the pace? I similar? actually don't. Um, for me, well, me, it was kind of like I was in a. Um, it, well, I doubled the most I've been paid the first time I went to Pride, mm. but I, they doubled what I made to fight Randleman. Gotcha. Um, but then, but then my but I during that time it was an interesting negotiation because it was a three way negotiation between the UFC, my lawyer, and and Pride because we were doing a deal with them, and but the UFC, UFC was allowing me to fight there, but they're bringing me. I was coming back win lose draw. So, but they gotcha. I had a I had a two tiered contract. Oh, my contract nice. depended on if I won over there. <laughs> right. If I won over there. I had, th had this road. Right. Like if I lost over there, I, my, my fight deal was over here. Mm. So uh, it was very important for me to win that fight. <laughs> but you know, that, that was the start of like, I mean, I, I went over there and I, I, um, I knocked out, I got two great knockouts in three weeks and made more money in one month than I'd made in my whole career. Wow. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty... What know. was some of that like, I mean, for you personally? Was was there just, like, absolutely no decision? You're like, I'm just going to Japan. Uh, and did you just, you know, put anything else you had on, on in, in your life on hold to continue to be a pro fighter and you just... Well, you know, I mean, it's there not was, that it was more... But, but, do that. Well, when I was kickboxing, in between kickboxing and MMA is when we were really deciding there was a chance for me. That was, that was where I was almost made the choice to go get a real job. I, mean, I had a degree in accounting. I was getting a lot of pressure from my grand, grandma to get a real job. As, yeah. as, she, as she would say, put it, go get a real, can you get a real job now? Stop playing around and get a real job. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, you know, we but, had, uh, Josh, uh, Everett, I think on the podcast, I can't remember if it was him or if it was somebody else, but I think you were like someone's tutor at San Luis Obispo. One of the people that we had, had on the that's show. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. It's an I, interesting tutor. I, yeah. Well, I, I mean, there are certain things I'd help with, you know, I, I, I could help guys with, but it was, anyway, but that was a lot of fun back then. Um, but yeah, I was, you know, I was in that transition where I was like, you know, I, I got to either get a real job, you know, and then my decision became, you know, like, you know, I decided I, I did that. I was going to do that. I did that mixed fight with, with, uh, right. With, um, that was a huge turning one kick, point with one, with one kick. And then and we're talking about maybe getting UFC. And then, you know, I, I decided, you know what, I'm going to open a gym, you know, me and Scott mm -hmm. Adams opened a gym and I maybe, so I, so I'd have, you know, a cup, I was bartending, working. A so when I first started fighting, I was, teaching every class, every kickboxing class in our, in our school. Right. I was uh, training full-time, and I was working, you know, four nights a week at the bar. Wow. So, um, but, Did you ever stop and think, shit, this is a lot? You know, maybe, and as that was kind of, you were maybe thinking of, of getting like no, a more that, real that, job? Or? No, that was, that was after I decided to go for fighting, and I was done. Right. I was going to open the school and go for fighting. But the thing is, my, my dream when I was a kid, like I'd sit there, and no matter what I was doing, I, would, I used to, doodle like gym like make the gym i was going to make and and at some point and, and be teaching karate um i always wanted to be a martial arts instructor so you know but it was always not it was not that that's not a real job you got to get a real job like for me did you always want to be a fighter as a kid 
Or you um, just didn't maybe even realize that that was a I thing. I didn't think it was a thing. I thought, it, I thought like, like I said earlier, like I thought, man, it would be great if that was a way to make a living, <laughs> but it's not one to make one. So yeah. it's, uh, it'd be super cool if one day you could have a license plate that says UFC champion on it. <laughs> right. That, that would be awesome. <laughs> I but saw yeah. that out front. I thought that was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, that's actually. I mean, I would never get it for myself. But of course, but a buddy yeah, of mine got it for me. Right, and it's like, oh, I kind of like having it now. Oh, it's on. It's like, unbelievable. It's an unbelievable yeah. accomplishment. Right. You know? it's, it, it was. It was. It's awesome to have. But uh, it's kind of like I. That's one of the reasons I, I really liked uh, when they gave the, after the first Ultimate Fighter, they gave us the H twos. You yeah. know, which is funny because I was thinking about I had I was going to buy a new car, and so. And, but Dana didn't want to give away that we was giving it to us. But he he was talking to my my friends, going, "Hey man, don't don't let him buy a car. Just don't let him buy a car." Because you know, we were getting one, but he didn't right. want to he didn't want to let, give up the secret that we're getting one in a couple months. What's the biggest difference the way the guys come up now? You know, like you you were kickboxing, okay, and you're bartending, here's the, here's and you're doing the all big, stuff. Well, there's still a lot of guys doing that. Hmm. This, this this sport hasn't gotten there there yet, where you can don't have to. There's still a lot of guys got full time jobs and and going out there and and fighting and training and doing that stuff. That's that's a sacrifice a lot of guys got. If you want want to take a shot, most guys have to make that sacrifice. Um, but the difference now is that when you come in and it's like like I was explaining earlier. We we were trying to figure out how to train, how to do stuff. Now you go to I mean if you want you can go to one gym that's got it's got coaches for everything. You know it's got you know guys that. And they know they know how to train mixed martial arts. They know how to train boxing for mixed martial arts, kick striking, uh, kickboxing from from for mixed mixed martial arts, which is different. It's, it's we got, I get into it a lot of times because a lot of these boxing guys, oh, their technique's not this, it's not that. Mm. It's different. It's right. it's it is. It, you can't do everything the same way you do in boxing in MMA. I mean, a boxer goes straight. And let's talk about boxers going to fight in. <laughs> Mixed martial arts. It's impossible. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I don't. If you got some background that I don't know about, yeah, that you you can you got great wrestling, or you got you great, or right. you take the time to learn the wrestling and the jujitsu, and and you got that much better hands than everybody. Great, and that can, that can happen. But right. you're not going to go from boxing and just go. Oh, you know what? I want to fight a mixed martial arts guy. Yeah, you got one. I mean, if if it's. Who did Randy fight? I can't remember. He fought a, uh, a legendary name, boxer. Yeah. He took him down in one second and was over. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it makes no sense to stand there and strike with him. I mean, I, just just close the distance. Right. Get hold of him, and it's over. Yeah, people I mean, have been talking about Mayweather if you don't, coming if you don't do If you don't know what you're doing on the ground, it, it'll be ugly. Hmm. There's, not, there's not much you can do. Yeah, I mean, you don't have the knowledge. You don't have the knowledge. Yeah, you just, you just don't know. What, you just don't know what to do. I mean, you'll get taken down, and then you're going to be like a turtle down there. I can do. I can sit there and hit you as much as I want, or as little as I want. Yeah, we've you know, in my gym, super training gym is in uh, West Sacramento, California, and we we got some big guys there. And years ago, we had guys that were even bigger. We had a bunch of guys that were up over 300 pounds. And Team Alpha Male is in town. You know, and I had one guy who was always a tough guy. He was always a super hothead. I was like, you know what? You think you're tough? That's where you should go. That's you know, that's where they that's where they fight. You know, and he's like, oh, I would stomp on those guys because he thinks they're smaller. I'm like, dude, Good luck. you don't know that these guys practice fighting all the time. It wouldn't yeah. be any different if they tried to load up the bar with 800 pounds and squat. Trying to think of the guy's name. I'm trying to think of the guy's name right now, but they had. I remember they did it in a ballroom one time. One of the UFC things. He came in. He was a. It was, a, it was a defense. I don't remember his name. I can't remember either guy's name, so I don't know how good a story this is going to be. But, <laughs> but it, it, was a, it was a it was a defensive tackle from Tampa Bay, 
he came in to wrestle. He, and he was going to do one one five minute round of jujitsu mm-hmm. with um, the guy. He fought. I can't think of his name right now. He fought. Um, he fought out of. Um, up north, Caesar Gracie. He fought out of Caesar Gracie's. He, it, the guy fought um, Matt Matt Hughes at one point, mm. but he was anyway. He was a one seventy pounder. Yeah, and he's gonna do jujitsu with this guy. The guy's like, pounds. Like t- he tapped him. And he tapped him like like five times in like a couple <laughs> like a couple minutes, and it's like yeah. And and the guy was like, oh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <It's over. laughs> I'm done. It's over. You know, yeah, like, and if that was a real fight, I mean, you just you know break your arm, break your leg, break your yeah, ankle just, or whatever yeah, it's else. Just, it's a, but it you know now and I've worked with a lot of football players actually since since mm. since the time I work at the Unbreakable and I do do stuff with the, the um, NFL guys doing off season. We do and it don't get me wrong; these guys got great learning curve. They're great athletes. They're great. They're fun to teach because yeah. they they pick it up. They're like sponges. They they learn. But right away when they first the first time I'm working with uh you know Clay Matthews and I'm and I got him pushed up pushed up against the wall, you know, doing we're just doing a pummeling drill, but I've got him pushed right. up against the wall and he can't get off. And he's, you can see it in his eyes, like, how is this little guy pushing me around? <laughs> you know, but it's just technique, you know, and, yeah. and, and he's been doing it a long time now. And he's it's it's fun. Like I was working with Mercedes Lewis and one day and, and he caught me with my foot sweep, a foot sweep that I taught him. <laughs> And I'm like, you could see me like, you see me. <laughs> but it's like, everyone's like, oh, we're like, I was mad. I'm yeah. like, why am I mad? I taught it to him. I mean, I, that was a, he did an awesome job at it. You know, it's like, but I, you know, it's a, they, they have that good learning curve. We got these big athletes. And, you know, it's a, Mercedes is a big boy, man. Yeah. Tall, long, strong, right. and, and tough. And he's, he's been training a long time. When did this first start get on your radar to maybe uh, be UFC champion? Like, well, you won a couple fights and then are you. Well, I, I, I think that's just what part part of why it was. I, I, I thought, hey, I, I'm, I can beat any of these guys, mm. and I'm, I need to, I, I want to prove to the world that I'm the best in the world at this sport. You think at that time you were a little ignorant, or you were just uh, confident in in your skill? I was just, I was just confident. Yeah. I mean, I thought I could beat anybody. I thought you give me a chance, I had a shot at beating anybody, and and. And I did. I mean, I thought yeah. there was anybody that could beat anybody at my weight, at my weight for sure. And I thought I could beat. I thought I had a shot at anybody at heavyweight too. What was that like when you first won that belt? Did it put more pressure on you? I never had. I don't think I could have put any more pressure on me to to succeed than I already had. I mean, yeah. having the belt, the belt didn't matter. Every time I fought anybody for anything, I I, I was that bad. I mean, I needed. I, I'm. I was. I'm ultra competitive. I, I I have a hard time losing at anything. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, as I've gotten older, I've gotten to accept that I there's certain things I'm not really good at, right? That I you know don't don't practice enough to be really good at, and you're gonna those you're not gonna be able to be competitive. But anything that I work at and I work on, I, I don't like to lose, mm. or anything that I you know that I, I should be competitive at, it, it, losing is not an option. Yeah, what would you like to see the UFC uh, do with some of the fighters? You know, you being a uh, retired fighter, at least for now, I think. Um, you mean semi- for the most part, reti- retired. Yeah, well, I've been retired for about eight years, so yeah. you know. But you know, someone might tease me back out. <laughs> if he keeps. Uh, who, who are you talking about? Uh, this guy. We know. We know. <laughs> um. Uh, at, if Tito, if you, man, I'm, like I said, if, what what if sparked that? You know, it, I think it all started with that. We we did we did a charity event. And they had asked us if we'd square off 
because we were both <laughs> happened to be at the school. And I, I said, oh, and, I, and I'm like, cool. Oh. I, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, that's cool. And I said, hey, man, oh, let me get one on my camera. I'm going to post it and just goof around. And, you know, just, you know, for the media. Like, and, and so we, I put one of us squaring yeah, off. Boom. And I just, I, all I put on it was why not? And, uh, and it's, you know, it's a big thing. But then he he went up and started making some comments about me me needing money and, and, and he, he loaned it to me if I wanted to. And I, and, I, and I went back and I, you know, went back and, replied to his comment and basically saying, uh, you know, telling people, yeah, see, he's, because all, all you guys that tell me he's changed, it was kind of more towards his friends that told me he's changed, he's not the same guy anymore. Yeah. And I, I kind of went after, I just went back after him. And I, at the end, I said, I threw in, and by the way, I'm in Huntington right now, where the hell's my money? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, and I just, it was, it was funny, it made me laugh. But uh, he actually came. He, he, he actually came back and apologized. He actually apologized, and it seemed like he, he meant it. Oh, that. He said, "Like I got a little hot-headed about it," but you yeah. can tell. So people started get, going back and forth and, and talking about me fighting him, and and then he said in another. I saw an interview where he said he'd beat me now, but he's retired and he's not fighting anymore. Right. I was gonna, and I've seen that, and you know. So then when people asked me about fighting, I said, "You know, uh, are you fighting again?" And and I was kind of like. Yeah, you know, if Tito, you know, Tito won't fight me, so that's the one that makes the most sense. I and I'd love to fight him if he would, but he, he'll never do it. So I don't know who I'd fight if I came back. Because people yeah. ask ask the what if question, you know, who would you want to fight if you came back? And so I, I just because of what, all that little <laughs> stuff that happened, I'd always throw his name out there, saying, you know, <laughs> right. if he'd come back, I'd fight because I because I would. I mean, I got his number. He's got no shot of beating me. Hey, um, uh, it'll be ugly, but uh, <laughs> but. You know, and I think maybe, you know maybe, but now maybe I think I think maybe he needs the money. I don't know. He's, I he think says he's, the, he says he's doing a favor for me if I need it because <laughs> if I need the money to do it. But I, I'm I'm guessing the only reason he would fight me is because he needs the money. He's I, always like to talk trash about you, right? Yeah. Well, he's he's <laughs> kind of yeah, he's, had, he's had a a history of talking trash about for no apparent reason. Hmm. Like uh, we're, I think he was fighting Vitor Belfort back in the day, and he was in San Diego doing an interview or doing an interview. I don't know if it was a phone interview or whatever, but he did an interview and he said, I don't date white trash bitches like Chuck. On a radio interview, and, and my friends, uh, Lorenzo and, and Kasim, both played for the Chargers and they, they, they lived down there. And they're like, hey, this told me what he said. And I'm like, okay. And I was going to that fight and wasn't happy. And his manager came over and said something to me. I'm tell him I watch his mouth. And, um, and, and so we went on, and and then I went. They went to uh, went to the after party, and uh, my John Huntington, a friend of mine, was was throwing it, and so we were both both Tito's camp, and, and people with me were there, mm -hmm. different spots, and I guess everyone knew there was tension. So Huntington came over, was worried that my guys were going to fight with his guys. Oh, I got you. So he said, "Man, you need to squash this with with Tito." And, uh, and I'm like, oh, okay. And, uh, and somehow the, the, the conversation was brokered by Vin Diesel of all people. <laughs> but, uh, he came over was like in part, somehow he was brokering the conversation. So, but I don't know what happened with that. I don't know how that happened, but he's a cool guy. I like him. So all good. <laughs> um, cool. and then, so I got, in, I got in Dino's face and I said, Hey, look, first off, it's my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I apologize. Secondly, you ever talk about my family and friends on a radio interview again? I'll come to your house and beat you in your fucking living room. 
And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I wasn't talking about her. I was talking about, uh, you know, Julia Lewis. First off, because I was in Star Magazine and I was dating. Because they, I think I saw it on a show in New York. And so when she, you know, and then she came to a fight. She was like, oh, I'm, bon I'm with Chuck, you know. Right. Like, but like, like she's rooting for me. Well, that's because she met me. She probably didn't know who to say. They were asking her and, okay, I know him. I met right, him, right. so I'll go for him. But anyway, she, and I knew her. She's nice. She's sweet. But I'm like, hey, by the way, Tito, um, she's not a white trash girl she plays them on tv <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she plays them in movies she's an actress yeah but but uh so i gotta say and it's, it's funny because he i mean he knew he knows me he's not and he's to me he's not a fighter. like he's not a fighter fighter you know there's different you know he, there's a lot of and i was surprised actually to find out over the years there's a lot of really talented fighters that haven't that aren't really street fighters they're not they haven't been in one or, I, a couple of guys have been in one or two street fights their whole life. They they've just learned the they've skill learned their, and the their, their art of MMA. And they, and they and they and they got they got heart. They're good fighters. There's nothing wrong with them. I'm sure they they just never got never ran into that problem or never yeah. were grew I'm up sure that you way. You worked at that the bar. Way. You've probably been in a couple. Been a, oh, I've been in quite a few. People are like, how many fights do you think you've been? In? I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Growing up, we we fought all the time. I mean, it was a different time. Then. My oldest brother, he was real reckless. He's he's passed on. He had drug addiction problems and stuff like that. But he, you know, probably growing up, I would say uh, he must have been in at least fifty or sixty fights. I mean, he oh, just fought all that. He would fight with people oh, all the time. I, Littlest I, thing. I I I laughed. We I it's a it's a story. It's actually in my book. If you want to learn read it but i won't get into the whole story what's but, the name of the book uh ice man my fighting life there we go um but if you uh but my uh there's a fight in there and, and i almost these guys were, were really trying to talk and shit to me and my friends because why well, i don't no, understand no, well, well they were they had they had these guys this was before i was not i, was I mean you I was intimidated i was 19 i was no i wasn't there 19 oh okay we were Pulling up the street. And, I'll keep the. Keep oh, the we're pulling up the street. Oh, I guess I'll tell the story. So we're pulling up the street, and my buddy's, my roommate's brother, who's, he has one hand, but he's, he's a tall, skinny guy. I mean, he's a tall, skinny guy, played played uh, uh, soccer at, at Poly, but um, he's there, and, and these five guys around him, and, you know, and a bunch of other guys too, mm. that weren't with those guys, I guess. I, but we weren't sure, but whatever there's a bunch of big group of people and they got him and they're, they're yelling at him they're kind of got him cornered and so we jump out me me um eric and, and one of my other buddies so there's three of us got out we're all wrestling we all wrestled at poly we had to wrestle the next day um i was about 185 at the time and i come up and these guys start screaming at me talking and, oh you think you're talking and my friend eric keeps telling me like chuck don't fight you got stitches i had stitches under my eye if they break open, we won't be able to wrestle tomorrow. Don't fight. Don't fight. These guys are oh, go home and nurse your stitches. And, what, will you think you're bad? Like they're, but their big thing was one of them said, I'm 18 and 0 in the street. One of them was telling me, was, I'm 23 and 0 in the street. And I'm thinking to myself, like, was that last month? Or, I mean, you're trying to impress me, right? <laughs> right. But, um, I've, uh, I mean, I, I did more, more like than the that. Like the brothers, huh? I, I fought more than that in the, in the summer. <laughs> I mean, you know, when I growing up, growing up when I was, you know, because I was back still, I was 18, 19, yeah. 17, 16. We used to fight in Island Vista all the time. So, you know, high school kids and the college kids think they're, you know, they were college would, you know, try to pick on us or what they right. think they could beat us up. Bad choice. But, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, 
And and so it ended up, the whole thing ended up, I want to, want the guy, I want up have, they wouldn't give me a, they didn't give me a choice, really. I, we, my buddy had talked me into sucking it up. I was, so I was a few, because they just wouldn't shut up. I'm like, oh, please let me hit these guys. <laughs> and, um, but I'm like, all right, all right, let's go. Greg, let's go. Let's go, let's get out of here. They've, you know, I've been insulting me all, all the time. And they go, oh no, he's got to stay. <laughs> thank you. Like, you know, like, a, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, we're not going anywhere without him. So what, and he stepped in my face. Well, what are you, what are you gonna, so I'm like, dude, I backed up. I said, don't step to me again. He stepped in again. I dropped him with the elbow, out cold. His big buddy, the 23 and 0 guy, was probably about, I'm 245, 23 and 0 in the street. Ripped his shirt off, started flexing and running at me. I'm like, dude, did you really just rip your shirt off and start flexing? <laughs> I hit him with a front, I hit him with a front kick, dropped him, dropped him on the ground, went for an axe kick, just missed his face. And he said, like, just go, man, just get out of here. Oh, okay. See you guys later. <laughs> Bye. So we left. Funny part of that story was so I, I wrote my book and I'm doing a signing in San Luis Obispo. Guy comes up, he's like, hey man, could you sign this on this page? And it was the stories in there. And he goes, um, that was me, man. I'm sorry, man. I was a real asshole back then. <laughs> I said, he waited three hours in line to, with him and with his girlfriend. That's crazy. And he signed the book on that page. It was just, I mean, it's great, man. You know, at least. Yeah. You know. You know how long that guy's told that story for and no one's ever believed him? And then you printed it. And he's like, see, I told you motherfuckers. Chuck Liddell kicked my ass. <laughs> but that, was, that was actually pretty cool. I, you know. He actually, and he came up and apologized. It was, I mean, it was, I mean, I did everything I could to walk away. I mean, I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> like, I'm like, are you really going to do this that much? And just let us go, man. Just come you on. ever end up on a losing end of one of those, one of those street fights? Uh, no, no. I mean, the worst I ever had. They get I, scrappy, you know, you can get no, I, I, the, wor the worst, I, the worst I ever had, I, I got, I, we, I came out because my a couple of my buddies were going to beat up by about, I think about 20 guys. Came out and started hitting people. And and then I there was a big guy coming. I, I uh, he took a swing at me. I, I ducked him and put him rear naked and just jumped on his back. And then a guy came kicked me right in the face. Oh, I was, I was yeah, it's tough because there's Cause that's so the thing. I never used to do that, but I just started getting into like doing submission stuff. And it's was, it was still way back when I was in I was still wrestling in college. But I was just started doing. People were doing some chokes. I was trying this choke, you know, and. I, I went back to street fighting after that. I I, just, I won't wrestle anybody. I I always just strike because I right. just, like I like being off. I I use it. To, I I might throw someone around and move them around to get a kick in or whatever. Cleaner, yeah. But I I just that. But it got, but the cops just happened to come right then. So mm. I just got. A, I mean, I got kicked in the face. I went like this. Got up and took off. I got black eyes from. That's probably the worst I've ever had in a street fight. What was it like uh, walking away from UFC? You know, at the at the end, after all all the fights, all the ups and downs. I I think one thing that people really love about you is you uh, you have avenged or at least come back and fought anyone who's ever beat you. You at least tried, yeah. and uh, in most cases, I think maybe except for uh, Rampage, yeah. possibly right. I think you avenged all all your losses, and I think that's what people really have admired about you. So, how hard was it to ever step away from it? It, it, well, I mean that that part wasn't. I mean, obviously, I, I always wanted to get some of those back, especially the, the later ones. Um, but you know, it, it is something I've talked about a lot recently because we've talked. I've talked to other athletes, and 
And it's, it's a common problem. And I, I was actually talking to a company about that was working on doing stuff with just retired people retired from jobs. Same, same kind of thing is, is transitioning into their next phase of their life and doing things. The hardest thing to understand for people to understand is I've, I've had something coming up my whole life, the next week, the next month. Um, I was always, I had, and I always, I mean, since I can remember, I was trying to be champion at something, you know, like, you know, wrestling. And then, you know, then I wanted, then when that was done, I was kickboxing. I wanted to be the world champion. I would be the best kickboxer in the world. That was always up here. That's the main goal. Everything was a subsidiary to that. Right. That that was my main goal. And then I started fighting UFC. I wanted to be a UFC champ. I wanted to be the best in the world. That's that everything else, and it and it's a drive, and, and a, it's a focus. It's a focus for you that that you, when all of a sudden for the first time in your life you wake up and there's nothing that makes you have to do anything. Yeah, you know, it, there's not, there's no, you, you. I mean, you still have all the all. It's the a stuff. crazy thing. It ruins a lot of people's lives because uh, you go from having all these fans cheering for you, going crazy for you, well, and you I, go I home and you got more gotta, so than that. For that's 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 another side of it. The fans yeah. and 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 the changing of life. I think I I can handle that. I I don't I don't mind that as much. I mean, some there's people. Be a lot like, of guys have had. Yeah. Like, hey, there's not. There's gotta be nothing like that though. When you knocked people out, and oh, you that, celebrated. That, there's, no, there's nothing like that. Rush. There's, <laughs> there's you can't. There's nothing to get you that. There's nothing to get you that that much of a rush. Yeah. And, but aside from that, I mean. I, but the other side of that, for me, the big side was just not having that, you know, thing binding me to something. You're kind of lost, and your energy's going. I was doing a lot. I'm doing a lot of things, but my energy was is lost and going into so many different directions. And then it's it's hard to to get focused on. Like you don't know what you need. To, you're trying this a little bit, trying that a little bit. Do you have to work out? You're not. It's like before. It was like I, even I when I was off. I, yeah. you know, I was still working out. I always used to say, oh, you know, I take, take off a couple months after I fight, you know, before that. But taking off for me meant I was doing, I, you know, a, a strength phase in my, my lifting. <laughs> right. And I was uh, working out five days a week at the gym, but it wasn't concentrated on me. I was concentrated on helping somebody else right. get ready for a fight. So that meant, that, that was what I meant by taking, the, taking a couple months off. Right. It wasn't like I was, you know, sitting on the beach drinking cocktails. Um, and we'd take about a week of that. <laughs> it's interesting as you try to transition though in different aspects of your life you know powerlifting no one's ever given a shit about powerlifting so the sport uh, unfortunately never uh, never really has grown grown to where i think it should but you kind of end up with with a similar scenario where when you retire from anything whether it be a hobby or something that you love and you pour your heart and soul into it and then you try to move into something else you're like you know, if you're if you're trying to be the best dad in the world, which is a very admirable thing, then all you really get is a slam door in your face from your teenager when whenever that time comes that your kid becomes a teenager. So you don't get your hand raised. You don't get you know, I think about I think about people talk about greatness all the time. They talk about wanting to be great and they talk about these desires they have to be the best at these certain things. And there's some people that just will never get the credit for being great. But meanwhile, they were great. It's just a society hasn't deemed them to be great. They don't have a social media, like your grandfather it's, it's, teaching it's, it's, them how to fight. It's, it's interesting it's you like say you, that because I've always said, he's I, the best guy ever I, met. I'm a big fan of greatness, right? whatever it is. And I don't care if you're the best doctor, the best, uh, your best gardener, the best, I, 
I'm a big fan of people that are really good at what they do and they all have a lot of similarities and um you know it's just it's watching how because you know you when you when you've been there you you know what what it takes to be that good you know what it takes no one it's not easy for anybody i mean like i always talk about people at the top of any sport for sure the thing the nice thing about a sport it's something people like to watch right like i always say i just happen to be good really good at something that people really like to watch so i get right get credit for it but being being great at things is is, is at anything takes a lot of work it takes discipline it takes you know training it takes uh you know a desire to be better it's a dedication over a long period of time i always try to explain to people that uh when you're trying to be great towards something uh, the the main thing is that you're just good on a consistent basis for a really long time. Exactly. Yeah, it, and it, that's that's. But like what we we're talking about with like, like but going from being in a sport or being in the, the limelight like that for a lot of guys and a lot of sports where most of these guys aren't set for life when they're done. I mean, there's not a whole lot of guys that fighting. There's not a whole lot of guys that fight and make enough money to be set the rest of their life. I mean. It's very few. And so, you know, and then football players, same thing. There's still a lot of, there's a lot of guys that don't, it's a lot really hard on their bodies and most of them don't don't last a long time. And then also you're retiring at a young age for the most part. And then now what do you do for a lot of guys? A lot of guys have a hard time, you know, and and there's that transition period and they, they struggle with that transition. And being, and like you said, they're not, you know, now they're not, is well known or they're not being yeah it goes from being everyone cheering for you to now you're just doing whatever that's a big thing with uh, professional wrestling which i've i did for several years is a lot of the wrestlers when they get done you know they have all these fans streaming for them and you know that it's hard for them to go home and to kind of have you know hey i gotta take out the garbage or i gotta do the dishes or you know it's kind of that normal home domestic life gets to be a little weird because everyone else is putting you up on a pedestal. Hey, Chuck, how's it going? Can I get you something? Well, Can I buy you something? Can you I know, that, that's you? the other thing that, that I, that's different for me. I'm not used to, you know, like for me, like when we were training, I was training too, that you're training for fights. I always had extra people around that were training. Uh, yeah, what do you need, uh, champ? What's going on, champ? Well, what, what, do you, what do you need? You need this. Yeah. You, you know, I got people to run errands for me. I got, cause you know, I, I was, you know, I had stuff to do. I was busy. I mean, I'm people my, want my number, to at my, least try to make it a little easier for you easy with for your mission you have. have. They want to be part of it too. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I was, you know, making great money. I was, I was helping, I'd help them out with their stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, give them a little money. They got a place to stay. They, you know, they, oh, that's cool. I'm training with them and, you know, they would, they, but they take care of all my stuff. I had someone taking care of my house stuff. Uh, I had, if I need an error, I need someone to go, oh, I need you to run this by here, run by, by there. You know, I didn't have to do those little things. And that's a lot of, lot of help. You know, I know people have big families and running around like half my time is spent driving the kids from this, this event to that event to that event. And, you know, running by the, you know, get run, right. by, run by the grocery store. It's kind of funny. Like I get people like, man, what are you doing at Costco? <laughs> yeah. I need stuff at Costco too. Chocolate L's buying tuna fish. What is he doing? <laughs> yeah, people get so surprised, <laughs> man. What are you doing at Costco? <laughs> I, I like big stuff too. Hey, so recently you switched to a ketogenic diet, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I think I, that's another thing we were talking about the sport, right? Um, that's another di- difference. So you got guys get with nutritionists; they've got 
uh, you know, nowadays yeah. they got, you know, strength coaches. They've got, they got everybody in their camp. Go, we got everybody in the camp. They got everybody doing stuff. And, and for me, I, like, I, I think I devolved as I got older too. Like, um, you know, when you're 25, I mean, my warm up to, ah, there we go. Let's go. You know, and, and your diet didn't matter as much. I mean, I was, right. I, 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 well, so I'll tell you the story about my diet. So, so in, uh, was it 98 friends of mine, they were doing, uh, they, they came in to do the strength and conditioning for me. Asked they could do it. The guys were training at my gym. They had a part, they had a, they were doing a opening a new thing. They were doing a strength, strength and conditioning and nutrition. One guy did nutrition. To, so he, he said, he had me write down everything that I put through my mouth in a week on a piece of paper. And I'll never forget the expression on his face when he started reading it. <laughs> What, two to three liters of Mountain Dew a day? What is wrong with you? You're a professional athlete. It's like, Probably like, not even anything you thought about, right? Not even think about it. He's like, okay, first off, I'm not even going to work with you if you don't stop that. <laughs> but after that, then we went through. But, and then, you know, and then just things you don't even think about. Like, I used to cut weight, and you cut weight, and you're dieting to cut weight and lose weight. And wrestlers and got right, a real certain you, way of doing it. As soon as you make your weight, you'd eat whatever, like it. Yeah, and the, 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 I will never forget the first time he, we went through and did the thing. He goes, "All right, man, you've been giving me eight weeks. Give me one more day, mm. one more. Just eat right. Don't eat anything. Eat. You can eat as much as you want, but yeah, as much as you want, but just eat. But eat. But eat clean. Eat the clean stuff because we've been eating clean. So okay, you know. So went through and it really. It, and I, but I really started to notice like when I eat clean. We he used to do okay, do a cheat day on Sunday. Mm. And then first day, let me do a cheat day. Oh yeah, I can eat anything, eat a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Monday, you feel like it's like a hangover, hangover, yeah. Yeah, you're like it's you're like hungover and you feel yeah, oh man, that's terrible. Then you never want to do that again. Yeah, right. But you know, and I and during my, my career I went to diet like I do three cheat meals a week. Mm-hmm. Because I liked it better split up that way. Because I like grab a hold of whatever you want. Way, any cravings well, you want? Yeah, any, that way there's no cravings you have to really have because you, you can have anything. Because you can have anything you want. You just okay, you know if you, you use it all up in the beginning of the week. Yeah, it's just three meals. Or, or if we go, if we, and if we go to go out to eat now, I, but along that along the lines of how you feel the next day when I go out to eat, I still wouldn't. It wouldn't. I wouldn't be bad. I just yeah. wouldn't. I don't have to worry about. It. Like I can try that and not have to feel guilty about it. I can try that. You know, I can eat that. Right. I can eat, but I, I still get fairly healthy food. I still not, I'm not going to, if I'm training, I'm not going to, you know, eat a whole, yeah. eat a whole loaf, loaf of uh, bread at Morton's. Oh, it's making me hungry. <laughs> yeah, Morton's Steakhouse. It's, it's back to what you were saying about training when you said when you were off, you would train like five days a week. It's the same thing with your diet. Once you start to clean up your diet, you cheating is still a way better representation of what you used to do and what your average American does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, when you're, and I, I, my wife jokes, she says, she's like, oh, man, I don't eat that healthy. You always say I eat healthy. I'm like, babe, you eat healthy 80% of the time. Maybe when you're not doing well, 75%. Right. It's like, so that's it. Doesn't matter. Like you can get away. That's why you can get away with whatever you do. Plus, you're just a genetic freak. But that's another thing. But um, but like, you know, it's if you eat right most of the time, it's you can. It's not going to kill you when you cheat. Right. Now, to to get to the top and to have the belt multiple times the way that you did, 
do you do you feel that you made a lot of sacrifices or has was it just a natural progression because sometimes you hear people talking about how they had to sacrifice this or that and how they had really grunted out but i think from what i'm gathering from what you're saying it's almost like you just had your head down and you were just fighting so hard towards stuff right and, but the thing is when i now looking back you now people ask me like well, well i'd always if i had you asked me before like a couple years ago i would have just said no i didn't that was the, i just did what what i wanted to do and i would do it all. but if you look back it's like I, even back in high school, I went. I, I did karate year-round. I mean, I went to football practice and then karate. I went to wrestling practice, then karate. I went to, I miss, I only miss for games and I miss for, you know, for a tournament on the weekends, or, but I did it year-round. And, you know, I, I passed on a lot of things, not just because I didn't want to get behind wrestling or I didn't want to get behind um you know, get training for this or training for that. And I, I think all that paid off. You know, that's part of what made me who I was. Is I just, I always thought I can't miss this for that. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it was all choices and it was all stuff that you wanted to do. Right. So it was all choices. All, all, yeah. It was all I wanted. I, I had this drive to get yeah. to here. And there was, and whatever I need, whatever choice I needed to make to get there was okay. You know, it's like yeah. whatever sacrifice I had to make. Okay, I can, I can do that. I can do that. So, um, it just, it. I mean, were there sacrifices? Yeah, there's a lot of things I, I pass on, but I, I think they're all worth it. And uh, you know, I, I did. I, there was no question. It was not like, man, I can't believe I can't do this or I can't do that. You know, it was just kind of like, oh, I can't do that right now. I can't do this right now. Yeah. Anyway, my man. I've taken up enough of your time. It was a real honor to have you on the show. I appreciate you letting us uh, come into your house. This is this is an amazing opportunity. I've always been a huge fan of yours. I've been I've watched your whole career. I think I've seen every single fight, except for maybe a couple of those street fights you got into. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Well, th thanks for having me. Anything coming up that you want to just plug before we uh, before well, we get out here? Just follow me on uh, any of the social media. You know, at Chuck Liddell's pretty much all of mine i think he's the guy with the mohawk that looks like he can kick your head off and he can actually kick your head off so don't talk shit to him <laughs> all right man thank you right, appreciate it thank you so much that was that was awesome man